0: This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, welcome back, everybody, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope all is good with you this new day. It's my great privilege. The day to introduce who I in class as a friend, uh, John Eldridge Offer, leader, teacher, counselor, <laughs> uh, all the way to Colorado. John, thank you so much, sir, for, for coming on the podcast. With us.
1: Oh, Derek, I'm glad. I'm really glad to do it. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just so proud of what you guys are doing and love the, the healing of human hearts over there. So to be with you. Yeah, and
0: uh, big respect. I know that you know every guy, every guy, every girl, every, all the people we are working with. They deeply appreciate you. They deeply appreciate you. They deeply appreciate Stacy and uh, the team, Morgan and all the guys. Uh, we we could we can't thank you enough for what you've sh- what you've shown us. Your connections, we've Elaine in the lane for us. They have deeply encouraged and blessed. The guys that are listening. So we thank
1: you. Oh so grateful as well. Yeah cheering you on really just cheering from Colorado.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. John, I'm just going to ask you just to uh you know this series is around internet arrest. And I'm just asking you to lead us with some benevolent detachment, with some, some prayer to begin with, please.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. And and I needed to do it this morning. Uh, I, in my own life, like this works, it really helps. And so what we're going to do is take a moment and uh, I'm just going to lead us in some prayer and and into a place of peace. So what we say is, Father, I give everyone to you. Jesus, I give everyone to you. Holy Spirit, I give everyone and everything to you. What we're doing, friends, just take a moment and let it all go. And sometimes it helps to ask Jesus, who do I need to let go, Lord? What do I need to let go right now, this day? And we take a moment of quiet to do that and as we we as we do the release it makes room for god and so, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, as I am letting everything go right now, I need you. I want you. I want to be close. I want to be in union. So restore my soul. Restore my soul. Restore our union. Anchor me in you, God. Ground me in you restore our union and our love and our oneness together as i let everything go i choose you ah thank you lord in jesus name amen amen thank you john
0: the best way to start. It is. And, you know, my, my experience with you has been that you have demonstrated truths that maybe I'd heard, but you are you are communicating kindness to yourselves that actually is great words, but it's how is that practised? Yeah. And those spaces and those breaths in this mad hour it's the kindest thing we can do (laughs) yeah yeah
1: our family our marriages our ministries yeah yeah you know Derek I don't like the way I often show up at the end of the day I don't like the way I am by the time I get home I'm spun up I'm stressed out I'm I'm going a million miles an hour. And I don't like it. And I treat people differently when I'm like that. I I know I just have a minute, I just a, just a moment for you. Just a quick answer. Just a you're bothering me right now. You, you know, you're a nuisance, you're in the way, versus, yeah, I have time for you. Yeah, you matter to me. And so this 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 whole practice uh, of yeah learning a different way of life, learning a different pace, uh, just came out of my own story of I don't like the way I show up at the end of the day. <laughs> nice. thank you for leading the way. Yeah,
0: I was uh, Jim Simmuller. I Don't know if you know me, the American preacher. He was over in Scotland last week he was wanting to come and speak to pastors and leaders. And he really felt he had a word for God. He goes, I've got other places I could be. I'm not asking for any money. One of the things he said was, he said many things, but one of the things that caused such repentance in me was he explained the situation in his life that he was just trying to get rid of one of the most smelliest and broken people that come into his experience. And the long and short it is, he gets so convicted because he was just trying to get rid of him by giving him something. And he was assuming the worst about him. And while he was talking and communicating that, I, I was in repentance in my heart because I was saying, the more sophisticated, the more educated, the more trained, the more stable, you become it, it felt like to me it was like the more you can then have less space in your heart for the ones that I used to have the most space in my heart for. That's what I felt. And uh, but then in the midst of all that, you know, I knew he well, he finished it by saying, At the end of your life, what will matter? He talked about his books and he talked about his wife's Grammys. He goes, They don't matter. What will matter is the people that I've loved. And invested in, and who will be standing beside me when I when I'm face to face with Jesus? You know, and, and what you're teaching, I know that that in the madness of this hour, that goes hand in hand, because when our soul is burnt out with constant activity, demanding as you've wrote, a, demanding our souls process life like the iPhone. Yeah, and go at that pace. How, how on earth have I got any space, real depth of connection for somebody who requires that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and, and, and because, Derek, one of the little secrets of life is the way you treat your own heart is the way you will end up treating everybody else's. And I know people say, no, no, that's not true. I love people. I'm just hard on myself. You go, no, people experience it with you. You don't have time, you're hard pressed, you're stressed out. They don't, they know you don't have time for them. Right. So they can feel the pressure. And what they also feel is, I ought to be stressed out too. <laughs> Like that's the message, right? Cuz if the leaders and the people who are kind of setting the example, if they're going 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 and and they're they're setting a model of to serve God is to be busy. To serve God is to be stressed out. And and I don't want I don't want to send that message to the people around me, right? That this is the way to live. I really don't, and it, you know, we have to ask ourselves some questions of like, wh- why? What what motivates me to get all spun up? Why can't I move slowly through my day, be kind to people, be kind to my own heart? What What is that, right? And a lot of it is fear, the fear that if I don't fix this, no one will. If I don't answer all my emails, you know people aren't going to think well of me it's the fear of man right and and yeah so <laughs> yeah. why do i why do i need to eat a bag of cookies when i get home <laughs> right what's that <laughs> what well, like my my body is so tense yeah. and and upset that i, I need to eat a bunch of junk food just to feel better like to come down off it or you know back in the day drink too much or whatever right yeah cuz we're we're comforting ourselves from from being on this adrenaline high and then uh i don't want to set that example either i want to get to a place where my soul is good because i have god and then from that place, I don't I don't have to answer every email. I don't I don't. I don't have to answer every every text. Not immediately, it's what I'm saying, right? Like I can set a pace for my life that's reasonable because I have God. Yeah.
0: That's profound, John. And I'm hearing you say, you know, because I I I first heard you talk about things that I had not even considered, I hadn't addressed in my own heart, drivenness, affectionism. And I heard you talk about it over the years, different messages, teachings you've done. And then, you know, as as been on the journey with you, the more, I've, the more I've started to discover, well, what is behind this performance? What is behind the, abil- the inability to pace myself? uh and the the trap of having to prove having to you know work so hard because this is the verdict on us or just comparing ourselves we are world are only following jesus the only yeah. falling the only falling and, and you know that sense of late that i read in the, the ruthless elimination hurry i hadn't heard that before that jesus saying that i He's the way, the truth, and the life. I hadn't heard that. You know, he's actually saying, "I am the truth, but I'm also the way to live. I have a way to live, and I've I've got a life for you, lived at my pace. You know, uh, and mm-hmm. and 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 to be sustained like you've you've you're at in the getting your life back. You know, you you've wrote so deeply about. How do you sustain the life of God when you know you're finding that how you're living is not this is not producing it is not producing the kind of fruit, the peace, the the, the presence,
1: the the stuff for others, you know? Yep. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have to look at your life and say, is this sustainable?
0: Mm-hmm
1: is this a sustainable way to live and so i i i actually had to take a sabbatical this last summer mm-hmm. um and i and it was good it was good and i needed it but i don't want to live a life where i get so burned out i have to keep taking sabbatical <laughs> right i have to fix what got me there yeah. right Yeah, yeah. So, you know, people take sleep aids to help them sleep at night and, you know, people, yeah, do their exercise classes or whatever, you know, and that's all good. I get it. But I want to fix the system. (laughs) I want to fix the way of life, right? So that I don't need to, you know, I don't need sleep aids. I don't, I don't need anti-stress stuff because, because i changed the the way i live i think that's what you meant that when when you were talking about the way the truth and the life Mm -hmm. he has a way jesus has a way and it's beautiful i mean it's the beginning of the gospel of mark things are just getting going right and it's this is the most important thing in the world to get going this is the movement this is going to end up being the church and and it works i mean jesus heals a couple of people in the first chapter of mark and the next morning the whole town's at the door mm-hmm. right and and they can't find jesus he's gone and so they go find him off in the woods praying and they're like hey everybody everybody's here like it worked you drew a crowd come on and jesus says you know we should probably leave and you're like what I I thought bigger, better, faster, you know, is 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 a sign of the presence of God. That's what we think. Bigger, better, faster. Right. Always up and to the right, always moving higher, higher, more and more. And it's like Jesus says, no, no, this this isn't about crowds. This is about disciples. And so. It Several times through there, it says there was a point at which the disciples were so busy they had no time to eat, and Jesus said, you know what, it's time to get away. So, yeah, there are times, of course, of course, people have times in their life, they're like, you don't understand my job, I have to do two shifts right now, there's nobody here, like, okay, okay, I get that. You don't understand my kids, like, they have special needs, I, okay, okay. But you have to ask, over time, is it sustainable? Can you keep this up and still have a life with God, still be a loving person? Mm-hmm. Be the kind of person that people ask to have a coffee. <laughs> like People want to be with you. <laughs> yeah. Is it sustainable? And, and what I'm hearing
0: there is what, what I was uh, what I was wanting to speak to you about was knowing when to stop. And that is, you know, what you're communicating there. When you're when you're communicating Jesus' words to, to his disciples, get a, come apart your by yourselves. Yeah. They never had the distractions that we've got. They were they were able to stop and get apart. And the difference for us is being able to, to yeah, uh, the warning signs are coming up here but the, the the difficulties the challenges that we've got to be able to say I do stop for my own sake of my own soul yeah, um, and some harm I was sharing with you, but some harm prior to a retreat recently and I have a dream and the dream gives me detail that I wasn't stopping. I wasn't telling myself enough was enough. Right, wise. So it was good that I was preparing, but it was there's a limit where you need to say, right, you've done enough. And then my different experiences I have, I've had at different events, and uh, Jim Simbala again spoke last week about how emotionalism doesn't change anyone, whipping people up into this frenzy, this. Uh, uncontrolled excitement and wildness of praise, it's not changing them. And when I've been known about you, when I went to Colorado, you deliberately were never praised until the third morning. And the power, the, how that how that impacted me at the time was like, oh my goodness, we're, we're not just going straight into this usual, the usual, get, let's get this, list. Let's, let's lift us, Let's lift the atmosphere. Let's. But what yeah. you were doing was very, very strategically, intentionally allowing people to actually face the real issues before genuine praise burst forth from from hearts that had been set free. Um, you know, and, and then and of late, I've I've seen you, you know, been able to just say that's enough when you could use your license as leader and teacher to talk for hours, but you you knew, no, that's enough. How, how have you, how, how have you came to that, John? And a culture that's, that's not actually demonstrating mm. that very well, is it?
1: No, no. Well, Derek, you, you were talking about facing perfection, performance, the feeling like I'm not good enough. You know, we have to. We have to ask ourselves why am i afraid to stop why am i afraid to slow down why am i afraid to say no to certain things so that my diary is not full why 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 am i afraid to take a gentler pace at life why am i afraid and because the, the the answers are down in the heart. The answers are not, it's not just a matter of, hey, everybody, let's go slower. Because like you were saying, that doesn't change a person. It just changes behavior. And And we wanna ask why, what is compelling me to answer every text immediately? I had a very wise gentleman say to me, you teach people how to treat you. And, and I was teaching people, if you text John, he will text you back immediately. And so that's what they expected. Okay. And so I started teaching them something different. I'm like, you text John, you might hear from me tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I, and Am I okay with that? Am I afraid? Am I afraid they won't like me or they won't think as highly of me? Am I, you know, and if you take like the teacher or the preacher, if if I don't keep preaching, will it be enough? Will God really move? Right? We have to face these, these deeper fears in us because we don't want to simply change behavior, even in this, like, you know, this becomes the new law of You know, slow down, everybody. That's the new law. Well, no, hang on, hang on. We want to change the inside. We want to change the person, right? I want to be the kind of person that you don't have to tell me to slow down because I face my fears. I face my wounds. My need for acceptance. Most of it is built around The fear of others. What will they think of me if I don't email them right back? What will they think of me if I don't do a good job? Right? Yeah. And, And the beautiful thing is that the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Like David is describing a process that God is healing the inner man, so that he he's a different person, not just a different program, mm. right? Mm. <clears throat> can, can
0: I share? Mm. When I met you last year, at some you communicated no pressure. So, some of these things that I, I, for years, I knew I'm on a leash. I don't have to. I don't need to. I have a choice. So, I need to retrain this no pressure attitude. I don't have to. I don't need to. Hmm. And you were communicating this, it was so freeing. And then I read, I'd done a, a retreat around resilient in the beginning of the year, and I heard inside reject pressure reject perfectionism when I was praying about the uh, the yeah. work beforehand yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the guys. yeah but then when I when I was with you again I, I saw something even more freeing that there was more there was less pressure on the content and there was more of because what you're communicating there I, I just got a better understanding that When a preacher is oversharing, what is it communicating? An insecure, it's an insecurity and a lack of trust in God. Yep. Because basically what I'm saying is, I need to do all this. When when we were with you of late, my friend who was with me, what God was doing in him had actually nothing to do with what was being said. Right. And I, it made me, after doing a wee bit of study on the work of the, the gardener and John 15, the father that's pruning, I'm going, you're always at work. Why don't I believe that? Yeah. And it's your job. You're yeah. the gardener. Hmm. And and then, so that, to me, when I saw you, I goes, you never had any pressure. I did not see pressure on you regarding the teaching. There was an ability to say, look, let's let's party, <laughs> almost, let's relax, let's have fun, let's take the pressure off and trust that God is up to what he's, he's going to do what he said he's going to do if we expect yeah. it and let it happen. So yeah, I need to beautiful. know, I need to know then when to stop and celebrate that
1: he, he is who he is. Yeah, that's beautiful, Derek. You know, um, as we're talking, see, You keep saying things like, I asked the Lord and he said, you don't need to be perfect. I asked the Lord and He said, that's enough. I asked the Lord and He said, you need to you need to stop. You see, you're letting Jesus set the pace. And one of the most important questions you can ever ask a person or a couple in a marriage or a leadership team is how do you make decisions and, and if if they don't answer well we ask god there's a problem you know because what they'll say is well you know i've got my i've got i've got i've got my planner and i've got my priorities and i know what my week is and I, you know or you know we've got our five year goals and and we know how to get to those goals each year you know, i go that that's not what i asked When do you let God speak into your decision-making? So, uh, you know, for example, right now, it's hunting season here in Colorado, and some of us really look forward to that each year, and it's just such a great time to get out with my sons in the mountains, and it's just about being in the beauty, it's about getting out, and, you know, we we don't usually get anything, but we just love being out and I wanted so bad to go back this weekend uh and but I asked and I said father and he's like nope no nope and and I realized I have to let him do that I have to let God speak into my desires and my dreams and my plans and even just my week right so you you're practicing asking God And, and I think there, if anybody takes anything out of this conversation today, I hope they take that because again, the pressure's off. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to solve your life. You don't, you have God, ask him, what do you, what do you think about my week? Father, what, what are you saying about tonight? You know, should we have my parents over? Should, is it time for a holiday? Should we change schools for the kids? Because these are the decisions that are creating the pace of our lives, right? If I'd have gone this weekend, I would have had to get extra work done on Friday, right? And then I would have had to, I would, I would have had to come back late Sunday night and be tired for Monday morning. Those are the decisions, right, that that stress us out eventually, Right. But, okay. so if you just ask God and let him say, yeah, no, not this weekend. I had a very restful weekend. We got to go to our 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 grandchildren's football games and it was it was a blast. We had an absolutely beautiful weekend. It was very restful because I asked God. Wonderful, man.
0: Brilliant. I just remind me of the word meekness there. When you think Jesus' promises, I'll give you rest for your soul, but you need to learn from how I lived. Meek wasn't a weakness. It was a wild will, fierce will that learned to submit to to somebody's stronger and higher. And that's what you're communicating, you know, the ability to actually say, God, what do I do there? And I submit to that. You wrote beautifully about the transitions for this, being utterly enslaved by the pace, by the technology of the, the life, the life that, that we're living today. And, uh, you know, that that is such an important part as well. You wrote about that traveller who went ac- across to the South African outback with seven flights, a two-week journey, and he's communicating that man, my this was too swift, it was too fast. And you know, as as I read that, I was thinking, what was the comparison? Because we think as Euro, you, know, you know, you go there in 15 hours for Colorado in one flight. But you know, but their 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 norm would have been you'd have had to have sailed. So it would have doubled the journey time, if not trebled it. Yeah, and and so there was far more of a transition. There was far more of this period of of change from one reality to the next. And uh, you know, I've saw you demonstrating that, and I know it's difficult for people who are in, you know, that they're are uh, in different, um, uh, you know, jobs and circumstances that don't offer as much space but you know that is one of the kindest things to know to give that space the transition space yeah
1: yeah and so what we're talking about friends is when you come out of a meeting don't go straight into texting when when you finish one email don't just immediately go to the next one you you just allow a little bit of transition time you know when you when you get home you you got to you got to take a moment to let go of the day so that you can love your family and not bring the pace of work into the pace of home like these, these moments where, in, 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 I mean, we're just talking 60 seconds, folks. This isn't, we're not asking everybody to become monks, okay? You have a job, you have a family, you have a life. We get it. We understand that. But But this is a very simple practice. So here's what I would realize I would do. I would be walking out of a meeting at work and I would already be checking my phone. I would get on the phone and make a phone call. By the time I got to my office, I'm already checking email. There was there was no there was no breathing space. And, and so I've just begun, and I still have to do this, Derek. Like I have to catch myself yep. when I get off when I get off this podcast, when I get done with our phone call. I I'm going to go make a cup of tea before I get on the next one. But normally what I would do is check email really quick, answer as many emails as I can. And so you just keep yourself on the wheel. You just keep yourself spinning. But the soul needs, I mean, just look at the way you breathe, right? You take a breath, you let it out. You take a breath, you let it out. This is how God built human beings. Your heart beats and then it rests. It beats and then it rests. This is how God made us. Right? And we try and just have one pace of life. It's just go. <laughs> but if you allow what Derek was raising, friends, was just the idea of transitional moments, transitions between work and home, between a phone call and an email, you know, you just allow these allow these moments particularly when something significant happens you know we were our family was camping we were we were uh, up in the beautiful mountains here in the summer and we got some terrible news we, there was a death in the family and stace and i thought oh we can't stay here having fun you know we have to go back and and so we prayed about it and, and jesus said you need you need to take the evening off Don't go to the family fund because everybody was going to go to the pool and swim and stuff like that. And we needed to just go for a drive and process this death in the family. We allowed transition. And then we asked the Lord and he said, no, you should stay. Don't don't leave. You need the beauty. Your soul actually needs this right now because of the loss. But give yourself some room. Right? So instead of going back to the, you know, the pool and the kids and the play, we just took a drive and we gave our souls room to grieve. Yeah, That's what we mean. That's what Derek and I are describing right now is, is giving yourself transitional moments, transitional space so that you're not just always living with one pace. Oh, John, that's
0: tremendous. It really is. And you know, the thing is I, I know I know myself I know from my own life, I know from the, the leaders I'm around that this has to be seriously fought for. Because you can be up the front, you can be getting all this uh, excitement and buzz from the, the constant offering to others, but we're not treating our own hearts well and What you're saying is, when I don't do this, I I seriously lack the ability, the sensitivity
1: to love well. Yeah. You will burn out. You will, folks. Let's just be honest. You will burn out. And you will start turning to your comforters, whether that's food, drink, tobacco, television, you know, Netflix. Like, you will turn to your comforters. You will. And, And you you will blow your life up mm-hmm. if if you try and live at the pace of a supercomputer. Like it can't be done. And there, here's the thing, uh, particularly for people who have a mission with God, they have a passion for God, they want to do things with God, for God, in the name of Jesus, Here's here's the great seduction. This is the adultery, is that activity for God Replaces a life with God, and this happens so often that the pastor is actually the person who doesn't pray because he doesn't have time. Go wait, whoa, well, whoa, well, wait a second! You you need to be the guy who's praying the most. You know, like you have a private life with God, out of which your love flows, out of which your ministry flows but the activity and the excitement and the praise of others and yes yeah, seeing God do cool things right we love it we love watching God do stuff it's awesome but it replaces your private life with God and that's what you have to fight you, you just have to say I, I no I can't do it I can't do it like that I don't want to blow my life up and I don't want to blow I don't want to blow my ministry up yeah.
0: I had a pastor say those very words to me recently, author, pastor, and he was communicating that very thing that his life with God was dr- drying up because of his activity for him and the lack of intimacy. Uh and then, and then you do you do wonder, you know, that the quality as you've beautifully taught for John 15, you know, that if I abide in him, then I will produce much fruit. But the fruit is a consequence, a result of me being connected and deeply, deeply, uh, firmly planted and receiving from. Uh, But if I'm not abiding, then what what does it, what, what gets produced in is it just dry old manner, old old ideas? I know for me the, the beauty of knowing I'm not I've never arrived. And it's such excitement to know my father's continuing to work as I as I unite and stay close to him. Continuing to work for better fruit, yeah, be, better attitudes, better breakthroughs, better mindsets, fruit ahead. You know, that to me is that is so exciting. It is,
1: it is, but again, it's not the goal. Mm -hmm. God is our delight, Mm -hmm. not the fruit. We don't love the fruitfulness more than we love God.
0: Yeah. That's a correction. (laughs) So, thanks, John. You asked a question in your Get Your Life Back book. And the question was, are you allowing a grace of transition in your life? Or do you simply blaspheme one thing to the next? And that sense for me, I know that I'm communicating what God's been speaking to me about. Knowing when to stop. That's beautiful. That Make the corrections. And then you're able to lead others, which I saw you doing. Leading people into rest. No any of this, drivenness, this pressure, perform, 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 you know, push, push, push. Uh, and then ultimately disappointment, emptiness. There's no other contentment actually, you know, stopping. So, can you, John, can you just close with prayer, please? Can you just invite people into this rest that you've been talking about, please?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just about to say, that's good. That's enough for now. (laughs) (laughs) that's That's a lot to think about. And so we just have to be kind. When you get done with this podcast, friends, please don't start another one. Give yourself some time for your soul to react to what you've heard. Okay. So Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, rescue us. Rescue us. Rescue us. Save us from ourselves. Save us from the world. Save us from the busy church. Save us into a life with you. We want a life with God. You are the treasure. You are the prize. There isn't another. And so by slowing, by taking transition, by releasing things, we are choosing you. We want you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening everybody. If you want to connect with our services, or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life, or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Till next time, God bless you.